Welcome to the Project Rook Podcast, your holistic pursuit of health and wellness. What's up, good people? This is episode 12 of the Project Rook Podcast, your holistic pursuit of health and wellness. What's up? I have been pondering over, I mean, there's been quite a few things that have taken place. So I've been kind of pondering over what I wanted to speak on. And um, depending on how, you know, affiliated you are with the natural health and healing community, you may be aware that Dr. Sabi recently passed uh, about a week ago. Um, details are a little sketchy. Um, a lot of red flags. Uh, apparently he was detained as he was traveling at an airport. He had a, you know, a good amount of cash on him. He was detained on a suspicion of money laundering. He was released. He had a hearing and supposedly he showed justifications for having the amount of cash that he did. But he still was um, sentenced to jail for two months, I believe. And something happened. And he he um, died while he was in jail. So, and if you don't know who Dr. Sabi is, um, Dr. Sabi is a world-renowned um, healer who, you know, has been known for helping people to cure themselves of everything from AIDS to cancer to diabetes, lupus, herpes, um, sickle cell, and the list goes on and on. And um, if you remember Lisa Lefty Lopez from the group TLC, I believe he helped her as well. And she actually had went to one of his retreats in Honduras, and that's where she, she ended up dying. Um, I believe he also helped Mac- Michael Jackson and, and many others. So, you know, and again, if you've been following the news, there's just been some sketchy things going on with a lot of questionable deaths of holistic doctors and practitioners. You take that for what you will. I'm not even going to, you know, put my two cents in on that. I would just advise everybody to keep their eyes and ears open. Um, but, uh, it 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 kind of made me think of kind of speaking on the topic that nobody is coming to save you. Nobody. You know, I get the pain and the disappointment and the hurt that happens when we lose those, especially those who we consider to be great. But at the end of the day, you're in this journey here alone you came in alone and you're gonna leave alone and so ultimately this is on you it's on you if in fact you don't get what it is that you believe that you need or desire it's on you so when I say no one is coming to save you I really want us to think about how 
we are replacing. I know some of us are coming out of religion, right? Some of us are just coming out of whether it's our childhood or the way we were raised. Um, we're kind of shifting our mind and our thinking. But the dangerous part is when you shift from one thing, right? Where you were making a quote unquote God or savior out of something. And then you shift that to something else or to someone else. So I see what is happening when, and it's nothing wrong with gravitating towards certain people. I think, I, I, again, I believe in human connection. However, the name of this game is not to connect to someone else or something else so much so that you that becomes a crutch for you. You know, when I reflect on Dr. Sabian, his work and his life, his legacy is what it is. He did what he came here to do. You know, he's transitioned. So this is not about those, you know, and, and we get stuck in yesterday. Man, I remember the good old days. Well, those days are gone. What does that statement even mean? Does it mean that there are no more good days to come? You, that's it? That was just the good days. The, these, the, the new and forward days are just destined to be less than. What does that actually mean? So when we think about others and I, and I hear statements like, well, all of the good ones die. Well, what does that mean? <laughs> and, and it reeks of helplessness and hopelessness. And. Again, it, it, it puts in my mind it just a reminder. No one is coming to save you. If you have the privilege and opportunity to connect with others. To get knowledge and information from those you consider to be great. You honor that by taking that knowledge and information and applying it. And living your best life. No one is coming to save you. I am, I can tell you all day long about what I know the government is doing or allowing to happening, happen in regard to our food, right? However, <laughs> the question is, what am I going to do about what can I do for myself and my family? Because you got to start there first before you try to go save the world. You got to start at home. You got to work on yourself. But nobody is coming to save me. I think that's the mentality that we're waiting for someone to come and give me some supplemental something. Come give me some allowance. Some give me some assistance. If in fact you do get that, wonderful. But the idea that you think that's required and that that must happen before you bust a move, that's a little faulty. You're going to find some trouble with that. Ain't nobody coming to save you. Ain't nobody coming to save you. Black people, I love, I love, I love black folks, man. Ain't nobody coming to save you. We can pull up. We know the atrocities that have taken place in this country. We already know that. We know. All right. You ain't getting no reparations. It's a wrap. Ain't going to happen. We know how the government has infiltrated our communities. Brought drugs in our communities. Right? Put the system in place in such a way to drive the man out of the home. We know these things. 
and then what? <laughs> you know all of that, and then what? I, I can't do victim mindset. I can acknowledge what has happened. I can acknowledge, and I'm going to use this term very loosely. I can acknowledge what quote-unquote is in the mundane sense. But at the end of the day, I ultimately decide what has to happen and will happen with my life. I have nothing to offer to anyone who has already accepted the idea that you are destined for destruction or for the bare minimum or for being average based on the system and what we live in. I I don't have any advice for you. If you've already accepted that fate, that is your fate. I don't I don't have anything to offer. Well, what do I do about this when, you know, it don't matter how much I do X, Y, Z, the system going to do. Come on, guys. That's so whack and it's played out. And what pisses me off the most is like you you go and carry a little raggedy behind the church every freaking Sunday and you ain't got no power at all. I don't understand that. I just don't. How do you not have no power at all? You you can't activate nothing <laughs> in the spiritual realm. Anything? Like everybody is fearful and scared. I can't relate. I can't relate. You can call it whatever you want to call it. So if you think for one second, and, and I'm spinning this back to health and wellness. Right. I don't like the idea that we have told or, 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 or taught people that it's my job to make you happy. It ain't my job to make you happy. Yeah, get out of my face. That's your job. You don't, do you know how hard, <laughs> do you know how difficult of a job that is to make you happy? You as an individual. You, with your own personality, your own experiences, your own background, your own thought processes, is my job to make you happy? Um, No, thank you. I'm not interested. I'm not taking on the burden of everybody else. No. And women in particular have gotten this idea that we become righteous or we become honorable when we drive ourselves in the ground. Oh, she never thinks of herself. No, she gives everything away to everybody. And she's always running when she don't have nothing left. What? You crazy. Nah, I've seen that done. I've seen us talk about our grandmothers that way. I've seen us talk about our mothers that way. You will not talk about me that way. I will be. And I am honorable. But it's not because you're going to drag me in the ground to be that. It's not my job to save you. It is not anyone's job to save you. It's your job to save you. And it's your job to figure out how. Because I know that's what you're thinking. Well, how? Well, how am I going to save myself, bro? I mean, come on. I'm just me. That lets me know you ain't figured out your power yet. And that's fine. That's okay. Because you know where you are. But it's your job to save yourself. Ain't nobody coming to save you. Because this is the thing right here. Check this. If somebody was, they would have already came by now. They would have already came by now. And this is the part, again, that I have with the religious aspect. is this fake idea of somebody coming to save you. Because if, 
if it was all on someone else or something else to save you, don't you think you'd be good by now? Why, why would something or some higher power allow you to continuously go through what it is that you're going through with no remedy? Why? Is it worth exploring that you play a role in that? You have a responsibility in that? You've got a brain. You've got limbs, most of us. Arms, legs. You can move, most of us. Mm, Why should anyone else be responsible for taking care of you? Like, I don't understand the idea of burden. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm. I am. Um, I'm concerned. I'm concerned. I'm just concerned about what direction we are going in. You know, especially when I see things happening. We we are so emotional. Oh, so dangerous. So dangerous because you can't think when you're emotional. Just think about the things when you've gotten really, really angry, or when you've gotten excited. Or when you've been sad, whatever the emotion the emotion is, you don't have a clear head. You're not. It's difficult to make logical decisions when you're in an emotional state. And we're emotional about everything. You know, someone hurt our feelings, and someone uh, <laughs> someone posted something, and that was racist, and now I'm mad about it, and I think they should be fired. Like. Every single thing that I see is about what someone else is doing wrong, how we should change someone else. We should speak on how men should do this differently. We should speak on how women should do this differently. We should speak on how the government is X, Y, Z, how Republicans are this or how Democrats are that. I I see very little conversation about what I need to do to work on me. It's always a reason why something outside of us is the reason that we aren't who we need to be and we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing. It's always some outside of us, which is why we continue in this endless circle round and round again. No results, no results, no results. The same thing with changing your life in regard to your health. You got to figure this out. You can get tips, you can get diets, you can get all that for days. I'm pretty sure you already have. You got to get with you. You got to check in with you. What's working, what's not working? Why is this not working? Self, speak to me. Let me know. You got to become in tune with you. Nobody can do that for you. Inspiration is wonderful. Motivation, great. But it's the self It's the self-empowerment that gets the engine going, that puts that baby in drive. You got to do that. Nobody else can do that for you. Well, Rule, how you do so-and-so? doesn't matter how I do it. I'll share with you because I think it's helpful to hear how and what works for others. But that's not for you to take that and just try to apply it because, oh, well, if they're doing that, then it must work for me. And sometimes it will. But... Many times you can find that it won't. You got to find out what works for you. How serious are you about changing your life? How? How? When do you get sick and tired of you? When do you get sick and tired of letting you down? Like we have we give our bosses more respect 
than we give ourselves. Like we will not let our boss down, but we'll let ourselves down. We'll, we will make promises to ourselves and let us down continuously over and over and over and not even think twice about it. Don't you think you owe you more than that? You owe you. You owe you. And I'm just, you know, particularly speaking to the people who really, really serious about changing. You got to make a commitment. And it's lifelong. Like, don't come sending me. Don't ask me to help you. And then come sending me some funky text message talking about, oh, well, that's going to take that long. Why does it matter how long it's going to take? I thought you was in it to win it. When you in it to win it, there is no time frame. Hence, in it to win it. That means you're in until you win. But that's why so many people backtrack. You're not in it to win it. You're in it to accomplish one thing. And once you make that accomplishment, you backtrack. See it all the time. See people with with weight goals all the time. And intention is everything. Why are you doing what you're doing? And for many people... Hey, I'm just doing this because I'm trying to lose 15 pounds, girl, and get back in these jeans. And when that's your intention, when that's your driving intention, you're going to lose your 15, and that's going to be it. See, your intention wasn't, I want to live my best life. I want my body to be in the best condition that it can be so that I will not only look good, I'll feel good. That wasn't your intention. Because if that was your intention, baby, once you hit that 15, you're going to keep going. Not necessarily to lose more weight, but just to continue to take care of you. Because ultimately, you know, you are your own saving grace. People say stupid things to me all the time. Well, why do you work out? You don't need to work out. What does that even mean? What does need to work out mean? I have a body. I need to physically keep my body moving exercise has nothing to do with losing weight that's what you've been taught that's what your mind has been programmed to believe and that's why once you hit your goal you revert right back you either gonna make a hardcore decision that i'm gonna do this come hell or high water i'm gonna commit to it or you're not you're either gonna say i everyone in my Family has high cholesterol. Everyone in my family has high blood pressure. This will not be my destiny. Because that's what it was about for me. I mean, everybody in my family is overweight. Almost. Pretty much. And everybody popping pills left and right. Cholesterol. um, High blood pressure. This is stuff we know about. I'm pretty sure some things know about that, you know, going on that hasn't even been shared. But cholesterol... Um, blood pressure, diabetes, um, some cancers at one point, um, fluid retention, whatever the heck that is. Um, and the list goes on. And I be, I wish I would walk around and talk about God this and God that and not honor the body that God gave me. Nope, won't do it. And I know it's difficult. You ain't got to tell me. Shoot. No, I've never been extremely overweight, but it is difficult. I had some very bad habits. So it is extremely difficult to make a serious lifestyle change. However, I've started this lifestyle change in 2009. And I'm still going. It's a journey. 
So the moment you get out of the mindset that someone else is coming to save me, that someone else owes me something, that, oh, it's easier for them, you know, you should just do that because, you know, you got it good. The moment you get out of that mindset and into the mindset that, hey, self, I mean, sometimes you got to literally look in the mirror, like stand your butt in front of the mirror, say, yo, it's time to get this thing together. And I'm going to tell you, that's what I did. I ain't going to lie. I looked myself dead in the mirror. I said, you know, what? you full of shit. Yep, you. And I pointed right at myself. You keep saying what you want. You keep saying you want to do different. You're going to do different, but you're not. You have stepping and you know it. It's one thing to kind of be out there and you really don't know. A lot of us know we have stepping. It was like, if you want, and I remember I used to have a terrible time getting up and I used to be late all the time. I was just late. And it would be an ongoing joke, like running the family. Ha ha ha. We always late. You got to be careful with your words. I never say that again. I start saying I'm always on time. You know, and my husband would laugh like, yeah, right. And that was fine. See, you, you got lock in. You don't worry about what nobody say. You know, most of the time they don't intentionally mean any harm with what they're saying, but lock in and, and stay focused. And I would just keep saying, I'm always on time. I'm always on time. I don't say any, I don't say no, I'm always late. No, I'm not always late. I'm always on time. I'm happy. I feel good. I woke up happy. I'm going to wake up happy again tomorrow. Today is a good day. Like it is really reprogramming your mind, your subconscious. So when you get to the point to where you really, really, really want to keep it real with yourself. That's the moment things change. That, that's, that's the key to this thing. It's not a special diet that's the key. You've tried many. Most people have tried many diets. <laughs> it's not a special. I guarantee you, if you're listening to this, most of us have some type of motivational speaker or people that we like to listen to that you have listened to more than once. Did I automatically change anything? No. Those things are good. They can help. I'm cert- I, I am very much an advocate for you know, audio programming, you know, constantly keeping, especially, especially early on when you're really trying to shift your mind thinking, because I'm telling you, it's so deep, you don't even realize it. And I would just listen, and I still do, not as much, but I would just listen to certain um, motivational things over and over again, over and over again. I'm talking about every day, every day, back to back to back to back, back to back, back to back. And and you will hear so many other people, successful people say, I remember um, Bob Proctor talking about how when he first started out and at this time he had actual, you know, a little boom box, portable boom box in his um, front seat. As he would go to work, he would listen to Earl Nightingale over and over and over and over and over again. You got to it's a paradigm shift that has to happen. That's why I, I want to scream it. And there are certain things that I'm still working on myself with. But this is why you can really, really want to do something. You can feel it. You can write it out. And then you fall short. Like, why? I mean, it becomes frustrating. Why can I really not change this? You know, and if you listen, if you listen to the old things in your mind. It was a quote that I heard yesterday. It was Les Brown. It said, do not. It said, look, look at your look. Something to the effect of look 
to your imagination and not to your memory. Don't know. Because your memory going to tell you all the reasons why it can't work and why it didn't work. Focus on your imagination. Focus what can work. I, I, I pump myself up. You know, people ask me what my motivation is. I'm my motivation. I motivate me. I motivate me more than anything. That's not to say that I'm not inspired by many things and many people. But ultimately, I motivate myself. And I will start talking to myself. And I remember listening to an interview with um, Tony Robbins when he was talking about how he first got started, how he used to just shout out things. He would be in the shower and he would just he would pump himself up. You know, you're the greatest. You're the and he would he would literally be his own hype man. I can't tell you the power of pumping yourself up. And this is why. You know, I I don't like the whole, you know, humble my butt. No, humble, humble. I I don't forget humble. And the reason, the problem that I have with humble, I get what you're trying to say. Because you're trying to say, oh, you shouldn't be big-headed, you shouldn't be this or that. But it's so many of us that lack self-confidence that I need you just for a moment to scratch humble. I need you to fall in love with yourself. Love yourself. I mean, tell yourself how bad you are. Tell yourself, I can do this. I am unstoppable. These are things, and I write notes to myself. And I'm and I just started, you know, yesterday getting back in the habit of consistently doing it every day because I just didn't want to do. It. First of all, I don't like being told what to do. All right. And so I was following. I think I was doing the Miracle Morning by I think it's Hale Elrod is his name. Very, very, very good book to read. Very good principles and um, to follow. Kind of gets you in a better routine. You know, starting in the morning that kind of dictates the or kind of structures your day. Anyway, and um, and it was saying how you journal every morning. And I, you know, I kind of resisted a little bit, but it's so much power in it because I would write down, and it's like I'm writing to myself. Good morning. I'm unstoppable. Anything that I touch today is going to turn to gold. Can't nobody penetrate the bubble that I put around myself. There's not a doggone thing that anybody can do to ruin my day. I'm the greatest. And in time, the world going to see. I mean, it's just different things that I write to myself. And so you got to learn how to become your own hype man or your own hype woman. That's you. I'm going to tell you right now, I have very little tolerance for people who constantly need me to pump them up. And that may not be fair because all of us at different places. I'm just saying where I am now, my patience is very thin. It's like, damn, at what point do you believe in yourself? Like how much, how much, how many times I got to tell you awesome? How many times do I have to point out your greatness? I'm tired. Not look, what are you? Nah, well, I really ain't that good. Well, you know what? You ain't then fine. Okay. I used to be one of those people. I didn't know how to accept a compliment. I remember distinctly. I would hear. I remember my husband would tell me, my goodness, you are so talented in this, this, that, and the other. And I would always follow up with a but. Yeah, but yeah, but I still should be doing more of this. And I still could kind of do this a little different. And like, say thank you. And that's the exploring you. That's getting to know you. When you get to know you, you can stand on, yes, I'm a bad mama jamma. And you can't tell me I ain't bad right now. That's one of my favorite quotes by uh, Muhammad Ali. I believed I was great even before I was. 
<laughs> you can't tell me I ain't great. And the only people that have problems with statements like that are those who are living beneath their potential. There is not a great person who has a problem with you speaking life into yourself, you speaking greatness into yourself. There's not a person, no. When you're confident in where you are and in your lane, you don't have a problem with that. Not at all. It's always the mediocre people. Well, all right now. All right, don't don't let don't don't let the Lord you get so high the Lord bring you down. F you. Okay? You talk that old weak junk to yourself. You believe that. You believe that you don't have no power. You going to tell me that life and death is in the power of the tongue, but that I can't speak into my own life who I am and who I believe me to be? Man, F you. And I, and I mean that. And you got to stay away from people like that. You got to put yourself in rehab and cut them off. Love them. Even if you got to talk to them every now and then, keep it very short. I'm telling you, it's going to take a concerted effort to really, really do this thing. You got to be strategic about it. Not to overwhelm you, but to, to really lock in to where it is that you're trying to get to. It's possible. And ain't nobody coming to save you in order for it to happen. You got to do it. You. You and nobody but you. And I'm going to tell you guys, man. I feel good now. I I feel good. I feel good because it's like, oh my God, the past five years have just blown my freaking mind. And I'm like, I get it now. I want other people to get it. Like, I feel like I found the key. I got it. I I found the master key. And when you find it, everything else makes sense, guys. Ew. I can't say it enough. And now for you to really believe me, <laughs> I got to really make it pop. I got I got to really, really, really do it big for you to believe me. Because that, that's what society measures it. I ain't got no problem with that. Because I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to have the, all the core principles and the key to life and still live basic. No, I don't believe in that. Not anymore. So I'm telling you, the moment that you really, really say to yourself, nobody's coming to save me. Nobody's coming to save me. I'm going to tell you a good book to read. It's, it's, it's kind of focused more on our kids and education. It's by Dr. Steve Perry. But it's the title, the same thing. No one is coming to save us. And it's talking about how when it comes to our community and it comes to our children, stop waiting on some doggone politician. Stop blaming everything else. It will be on the individual all of us individually have changing our own selves and impacting that around us in order for change to come about. Not begging, crying. I, you know, I have a real problem with begging. I have a problem, especially when you claim. Let me put that disclaimer in there. Especially when you claim to be this. You claim to be that. But then you're begging. You're too great to be begging. God is giving you too much for you to be begging. I read, a, I read um, a quote last night. I think it was Christina Halfman. I, was, I follow on Twitter. And she said, we don't have a money problem. We have an idea problem. That's what the problem is. We have not activated the greatness that is within. We've, we've got, how, how can the birds be taken care of? The animals. 
not a worry and a care in the world. You think as a human being, you are here and you are put here less than that. You don't have all that you need to be. You really believe because someone else has accomplished something and is living their best life. That is, you know, ex exclusive to them only. Come on. You can't believe that. You can't believe that. I promise you the moment that you say to yourself, self, it's time. Nobody's coming to save me. I got to do it. I got to do it for real. I got to do whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. I made one. Well, I shouldn't say one because I made several. But this was one of the most fundamental statements that I said to myself. And this was in the midst of things were getting really, really tight. I think I talked about maybe I have a haven't the period of a 40 day fast that I went through. And life was really hard for me that time. I mean, it was it was tough. It was. Oh, my goodness. It was tough. And I just remember being thankful. I was saying thank you for this hard time. I was like, thank you so much. I remember tears coming down like just thank you so much because I know this is building me. I know this is preparing me for a greater moment. I don't know why this is happening, but thank you so much. It wasn't about please fix this. Make it go away. Why is this happening to me? No, it was like, thank you. Oh, oh, it's some character that I'm developing. It's some skills that I'm developing right now. It's this is prep. I got to pass this test at this level in order to move to the next so thank you and I said whatever it takes whatever it takes I said I don't care how long and that's what I said that's what my prayer I was like look yo and I, I you know I talked to God like he my homie or she my homie or you know whatever you want to call it I look I'm ready I'm all in whatever it takes I ain't never gonna stop and my confirmation was oh well you gonna win then because it ain't but one way that you lose, and that's if you stop. I ain't never going to stop. And I actually said, it don't matter if it take 40 years. I don't care. I'm all in. And the moment you go all in, the moment you say nobody coming to save me but me, and now I'm stepping up to, plate, to the plate to do this, oh, baby, it's on. It is O-N. You hear me? <laughs> Y'all, I ain't telling y'all something that somebody told me. I'm telling you. Nobody's coming to save you. Nobody. But when you ready, the universe is waiting to assist you. Waiting. But you got to give the signal. That's it, y'all. Until next time. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Project Book Podcast. Remember, you are your greatest assignment. Until next time.